Hello. Welcome back to another episode of Diagnosing a Killer, The Minty Breaky. I am Koel. The Minty Breaky, I'm Kenna. <laughs> I think it's funny, like, first-time listeners are probably like, what the fuck? I what the, the fuck is a Minty I thought the breaky? caption said mental breakdown, but they said Minty Breaky. Minty Breaky. Not in on the inside jokes yet. So true. Good. I feel like we're both kind of in that mood today. Like, yeah, a little bit. Just kind of neurotic. <laughs> a little yeah. in my head. About a little nothing. <laughs> panic attacky. Yeah. Cool. It's just yeah. nothing. I had like a full on like chest tightness when I was coming back from the grocery store and I was just like, oh my god, oh my god, just get home, just get home, just get home. I hate that. <laughs> it's just, it's finals week, so it's been a little rough. I, you know, wrote a four to five page essay literally just yesterday yeah but i got a 100 on it nice i was just i was another reason i think i was a little panicky is because i was thinking about it before i got my grade and i was hanging out with a friend of mine last night and i was looking at the criteria and i was like oh my god i didn't meet that criteria oh my god i didn't meet that criteria i didn't do that i mean i kind of did but i kind of didn't and yeah. like i just started obsessing about it and i probably didn't go to bed until like five o'clock this morning Jeez. And then i had to get up with my son get him on the bus ready to go at six so it was just ugh. Was and then i slept too late and then i was like forced myself to get up and like take a shower and put on just like a little bit of makeup at least and then try to run some errands I wanted to go walk around with my kiddo, like, at the mall or something, just to kind of get out of the house, and he was like, I just want to go home, and I was like, damn it, damn it, <laughs> damn it, kid. Well, he's been out all day, you know, so Exactly, he just wanted to be at home, so he's yeah. like, can we just pick up ice cream and go home, and I was like, yeah, that sounds good. Sure. <laughs> yeah, I, I've been uh, really good, like, the last week or so, we went to Houston with our family thing, I'm sure you guys saw on Instagram, but that kind of made us, not made us, but we got up early and then we got up early the night, the day before and a couple of days after. So I've been doing really well about getting up yeah. before noon, you know, at least it's not super early, but mm -hmm. you know, and today I just was so tired. I got up at 8.30 with Casey because I had picked him up yesterday so he didn't have his truck. So I mm -hmm. took him home and then I came back and I was like, I'm just going to sleep for like another hour. And then before I knew it, it was fucking 2.30 and I was yeah. still asleep. I was like, <laughs> God, I guess, it, I guess I needed it though. So yeah. But that's kind of what makes me feel, like, a little shitty. Like, you know, when I sleep all day, I feel, like, really bad about myself mentally. And I'm mm -hmm. like, it makes me feel, like, physically sick. And then I'm like, yeah. I just, like, kind of get hard on myself. But I just kind of remind myself that, like, okay, you're fine. You didn't miss any responsibilities. It's not like you missed work or you missed or put something off. an appointment. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. So I'm kind of reminding myself, like, right now, this last week before I start my new job, like, I can kind of take advantage of the extra time that I have. Right. And it's not a negative if I'm getting caught up on sleep. Yeah. Know? Yeah, absolutely. I definitely feel that way sometimes where I'm like, actually, I don't. I never feel that way where I'm like, oh, I just wasted my day. Because, like, I tend to try to, like, shove everything that I need to do all in a, the span of a few hours anyways. Usually when I clean the house, I'll have to remind myself, you don't have to do everything right now. Yeah. So I am definitely one of those people that, to me... A restful day is just as important as a busy day when you need it. Yeah, see, I feel, I don't know, I can't help but feel guilty personally, like, when I sleep all day. And it's not like, again, it's not like I'm missing something, but, like, I imagine, like, okay, if I would have been up at eight, what what could I have done, you know, mm -hmm. this whole time when I was just sleeping? And then I feel guilty because I'm like, everyone else is awake, you know, what? And it's, again, 
per- person to person, it varies, mm-hmm. and I shouldn't feel bad or yeah. be hard on myself about that, but... It's something that I'm working on. Yeah. You always say I'm not bad at something. I'm just trying to get better at it. So that's what I'm trying to yeah. get better at this week. <laughs> it usually hits me by like day two or three. If it's day two or three and I've done that three days in a row, then I'm like, okay, I need to talk to somebody. <laughs> yeah. But you know me, it's like, I've never been the kind of person that just likes to relax. Like yeah. I always have to be doing something mm-hmm. and I've been given shit about it my entire life by people like, why do you always have to be doing something? You're, you can never be bored. You can never be this and that. I'm like, yeah, because then I'll just get in my head, and mm-hmm. then I'll get depressed. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? The way I said depressed. Depressed. <laughs> By the way, guys, check out diagnosingakiller.com. There you can find merch, resources, and more. Yes. Check us out on every social media platform at Diagnosing a Killer, except for on Twitter, which is at Killer Diagnosis. Email us, talk to us, rate us, chat it. We did just have... Sorry, say that last part. Cha- cha- chat it up with us. Yes, absolutely. We did just have a couple of new merch designs drop. And I think one of my favorites is actually, she, it was recommended by my friend Katie and she was like, oh my God, she's like, I want to know where to buy the merch. And you know, if you, if you can, I would love to have like a shirt that says, she says that she loves it when we start laughing at something really inappropriate. Then we go, it's not funny. It's not funny. It's not funny. It's not funny. And you're like, it's kind of funny. It's kind of funny. <laughs> so we made a shirt that says it's not funny a bunch of times. And then at the very bottom, it says it's kind of funny. I like the way I those like. came up. Sorry. Which I really like. I think that was funny. I like the way that those came out. They looked really cool. I like the sticker on that one, too. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And shout out, Katie. Thanks for always giving us all the love and appreciation. She's like, is it weird if I buy a ticket to, like, do the meet and greet in August, like, in Austin, even though I already know you guys? I'm like, no. Not at all. Yeah, so. I actually sent her, I got a Facebook invite for my 10-year high school reunion this year. Wow. <laughs> Your 10 high school, 10 year high school reunion? Yes. And no. I walked into the You're living room. You're still nine. I know. I, don't know. <laughs> I walked into the living room the other night and I was like, hey mom, you want to feel, you want me to make you feel old really quick? And she was like, what? I was like, my 10 year high school reunion this year. She goes, yeah, you know what actually, actually makes me feel old? She's like, it's been fucking 40 years since I graduated That's high school. crazy. Uh, but yeah, no, we're doing that. It's in October. I actually want to go. I've been sending it to like a bunch of the people in my grade, mm-hmm. but you know, Casey, he's not like a big like event type of person unless it's, like, hunting or fishing. Bullshit. No, he likes going out, but he, he likes, likes dressing going out up. with his friends. He does. Well, he has really good style. He So does. he likes to show it off. <laughs> and as much as he wants to say, like, oh, I, I can't dress myself for shit. Like, I look like shit. You know he, like, eats up the compliments. He does. He yeah. <laughs> but. Get it. <laughs> but he, for the listeners that don't know, Casey graduated a year after me in high school. Mm-hmm. So he was like, okay, well, if we go to yours, we have to go to mine next year. And I'm like, yes. Like, I want to see everyone. Like, it's yeah. not like. Here's the thing, like, we're going with a group of people, or everyone that I know that's going, like, we still currently hang out with, so it's just going to be, like, a hangout with all of our friends. It's not going to be, like, a, okay, let's talk to this person we haven't talked to in 10 Mm -hmm. years, and if that happens, then that happens, you know, but as far as the people that I know that are going, I still communicate. I texted it to all of them, (laughs) you know what I mean? Like, we're still homies. But yeah, I'm really excited about that. For me, it's kind of the same feel, but no one that I really hang out with was really in my age group mm-hmm. because I always had kind of like older friends or sometimes younger friends. So it wouldn't really make any sense. I, I hang out with Tawny. I, yeah. you know, hang out with, you know, James. I hang out with people that I are that didn't some of my best friends. Well, did, but not, wouldn't be in the high school reunion gotcha. thing. It would yeah. just be a lot of like, you know, like jocks and cheerleaders. <laughs> Come on, bro. Well, I mean, yeah, like that sounds. I, if I was if I was in the same situation, I didn't hang out with a lot of people from high school. I wouldn't probably go either. Yeah. But it was always something that I felt really cool with, like the high school reunions. I always thought that was a cool thing. And then I was like, how do people get like people's addresses? I know there used to be like the address mm-hmm. book and shit like that. But 
I was I was wondering like how they were going to set it up this year, and I didn't even know that it was like supposed to be the class president or something mm-hmm. that did it. And apparently, the guy that was our class president, I'm not even sure. I don't even think I know his name. I think he's like, he like, lives out of the country. I like heard mm-hmm. that through the grapevines. So I'm like, okay, so it's another girl. I think she was like second in the class. That's mm-hmm. pretty good on. But yeah, super excited, and we're gonna have to go two years in a row in case he's like bummed out. But you know, he's like gonna be looking fly. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's um, that's all I got. I think that's all you. <laughs> I didn't know where we were. I thought you were gonna rewind it so we could see where we were starting off. No, yeah, we had to pause for something and then I didn't know what to say. So Me neither. It was just silence. Silence. <laughs> so today's mental breakdown is going to be about hypnotherapy and hypnosis. Okay. Cool. Are you gonna hypnotize me like on the podcast? M- maybe we'll see. Okay. Let's okay. try it out. So people have been practicing hypnosis and meditation for of course thousands of years. But the first recorded ever account of hypnosis or trance was actually in 1027 by a Persian physician. Yeah. Okay. It was like in his writings. He was Persian. He was Persian. Hypnosis that we know today began in the 18th century when a physician by the name of Franz Mesmer began to use hypnosis in order to see if there was any correlation between the brain and the overall health of the body. Okay. Okay. In my mind, I'm like, well, yeah, duh. Like, <laughs> yeah, but this is <laughs> but, yeah. the 18th century. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't even have, like, gravity. They, didn't know. <laughs> they thought that the spleen caused hysteria. So. It was a traveling womb. The traveling womb. So back then, it was called mesmerism, which also, now we know the word, like, being to be mesmerized by yeah. something is from this man's last name, Mesmer. Oh, cool. I always like to know, like, where things came from, like, the origin the, of the word. Yeah, the, what do they call that? Epidemiology? Is that what it's called? I think that's what epidemiology is, is the the origin of words. Yeah. Yeah, so mesmerized, or to be mem- mesmerized. Hmm. At one point, critics claimed that in order to be hypnotized, here it, here it goes. Oh, God. Ladies and gentle thems. You have to be married? You had to be suffering from hysteria, which, of course, we all know is a woman's disease. Of course. <laughs> yeah. So you could only be hypnotized if you had hysteria, a.k.a. if you were a woman. Okay, so we're going to experiment on the women <laughs> hypnotize them, because if something goes wrong, they're just women. They're just <laughs> women. They just, like, birth the entire human race. What could go wrong? <laughs> that reminded me of explaining the little bunny for the cruelty-free symbol, mm-hmm. like, in cosmetics to mom, and she didn't know that most cosmetic companies oh, were yeah. experimenting on rabbits because they have such sensitive fur and skin. Yeah. And mom started crying. <laughs> she did. She did. She got teary-eyed. She's like, that's so sad. This was, was like, like a few months so ago. <laughs> always look for the bunny, mom. Don't buy anything that doesn't have a little bunny on it. <laughs> yeah, I try to do cruelty-free, especially makeup, but <sighs> most things, like any kind of like like soap or shampoo or anything like that, I always try to do yeah. cruelty-free. I can't speak for all Pantene products, but there was that one that was the rose scent that was supposed to be, like, the natural stuff. Mm-hmm. Didn't have it on there. I was pissed. Well, if it doesn't have it on there, I still look it up, because sometimes there is one that doesn't have the bunny, but it's still cruelty-free, so I always Google it. Yeah, I... the My whole thing with certification things like that, is that if they pay for the certification, you would think they would put it on the product because that's how they're going to sell a product. Exactly. And obviously they want, like, they feel like maybe they will sell more products if the label's on there. Of course. I remember telling that to Casey one time because I was looking for it and I was like, do you know what that means? Like on the back of like a, you know, foundation or something. And he's like, oh, I was like cruelty free. And he goes, oh yeah, like they test stuff on animals. And I was like, yeah, I was like, I like to buy products so that, you know, hopefully one day they won't have to test on animals anymore. 
And he was like, well, how would we test our products? And he wasn't trying to be like, well, how would we test our products? He was just no, asking. Yeah. I was like, do you he, realize how many dumb humans would humans? be likely to, like, want to get paid to do yeah. something like that? I was like, people are, I was like, people do sleep studies all the time. They donate organs. They do medical studies. It's the same thing. I was like, you, people, you think people wouldn't want to get paid for that? He's like, you know what? That's a good point. Like, and yeah. the cosmetics industry or the beauty industry has come so far that we typically know already what's going to be a skin irritant and what's not. Yeah. So it's not really like you're putting these people in grave danger and yeah. not exposing them to radiation. It's not you know? like it's like lead-based. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. So, yes, test on humans only. So, of course, this would ultimately be dismissed, the fact that you just, because hysteria, haha, ha ha So in the late 19th century, it was proven that men could also be hypnotized as well. Wow, what a concept. Oh, but not because they would be hysterical, because no. of another newfound reason. Like PTSD. Well, yeah, probably. I mean, yeah, that's railway spine or whatever yeah, they called it. it's just a bummer that they were like... You can't be hysterical, but there's clearly something going on with you, right. so we'll just find another word for it, rather than just saying, maybe hysteria is not a fucking thing, maybe it's a mental disorder. Maybe it's a fucking mental thing. It was the 70s. There was a firefight. It wasn't the 70s, but I just want to say it <laughs> like that. So Freud would actually study hypnotism as well, and he mostly used it to bring repressed memories to the surface. His own, right? <laughs> Well, I'm serious. Didn't he, he try it on himself? Oh, probably. Yeah, yeah, probably. Well, <laughs> he also had those other... What else did he test on himself? He, he, he claimed di- he had hysteria, too. Yeah, yeah. And that's what I'm saying. He, like, diagnosed himself with something that mm-hmm. was like, what? You know, back then. <laughs> and he's like, Fucking, I don't have a uterus. Fucking Freud out here just yeah. breaking stigmas. <laughs> breaking so, stigmas? So, Sigmas. Breaking stigma Freud. <laughs> Sigma Freud. Okay, that didn't land. <laughs> So he would call these hypnoanalysis or regression hypnotherapy. Okay. So this is like kind of the first time we're hearing the word hypnotherapy. Yeah. Later, Freud would slowly phase out using hypnotherapy to pursue psychoanalytics, which we know. Um, but it was definitely a big part of something that he studied. Cool. Clark L. Hull was the first to produce a book full of hypnotic studies called Hypnosis and Suggestibility in 1933. Suggestibility. Wow. Yes. So that's like gaslighting someone. <laughs> it's like an old timey word for gaslighting. So essentially, and you know, we kind of talk about this a little bit as well, like later on. But you always think of hypnosis as, you know, you hypnotize someone and then you have them squawk like a chicken or something, right? Bark, yeah. It's the power of suggestibility. So that's what they're saying is that during this state of hypnosis or this consciousness that you are you are easily suggestible or yeah. easily suggest like, taking people's suggestions easily easily influenced or yes yeah exactly yeah okay i don't know why my words just went away blah, blah, blah. this collection of studies were some of the first behavioral psychology studies ever Ooh. and they proved that hypnosis and sleep were actually two different stages of consciousness because everybody just was like oh you're just putting them to sleep it's like can you bark in your sleep <laughs> don't <laughs> think so dogs can bark in their sleep <laughs> Well, not, yeah. not brown frogs. They're not green. <laughs> not women. <laughs> not women. <laughs> Although when someone is in a hypnotic state versus sleeping, they may be easily suggestible, right? Mm-hmm. So these writings would eventually inspire Ivan Pavlov for his famous Pavlov's dogs experiment. The Pavlonian. The Pavlonian something. response. Yeah. Isn't that incredible, though? He read this book and was like, oh, the power of suggestibility or like 
you know? Yeah, that I always it, thought that was interesting, like, when you learn about people in history and, like, like for example, like, Plato and Aristotle, like, mm-hmm. I don't know what, I always don't remember which one's the mentor and which one's the mentee, but whoever was the mentor, like, the mentee, like, took his ideas and ran with them, I'm like, I would always feel like such a dum-dum if I was the one that, like, kind of came up with it, and then someone else used my theory and, like, got really... Okay, Zuckerberg. <laughs> or, yeah, or, like, <laughs> like made it, like, famous or whatever, it's like, it's yeah. like you say a joke and then someone else says it louder and then they get credit for it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Like, okay, fuck you. (laughs) That's so true. Your mental health is super important to us, so we are thrilled to announce that we are sponsored by BetterHelp to support you. BetterHelp is the world's largest therapy service, and it's 100% online. With BetterHelp, you can access a network of over 30,000 licensed therapists with a wide range of specialties and be linked with the perfect match for you. Whether it's via text, chat, or video call, you can talk to your therapist when it's convenient for you. When it comes to your mental health, BetterHelp is a convenient and affordable option for therapy. Get 10% off of your first month at BetterHelp.com slash D-A-K-P-O-D. That's BetterHelp slash D-A-K-P-O-D for 10% off your first month. Today's hypnosis or hypnotherapy may be used for a million different types of reasons. Some artists or actors have actually used hypnosis in order to create art or achieve a certain character that they want to portray. Oh, interesting. Oh, oh, oh. Sports players have actually used hypnosis in order to induce positive visualizations for their game coming up. Okay, I've heard of that. In psychology treatments, however, hypnosis is commonly used to treat depression, addictions, Sleep disorders, phobias, and PTSD. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense because I was actually going to pepper this in there that when I was going through a little bit more intensive therapy than I am now, Mm -hmm. my therapist was actually uh, EMDR certified. And for the listeners that don't know what that is, it's uh, APID... Apid Eye Movement Desensitization and Reprocessing Therapy. Oh. And it involves... Like, closing your eyes and kind of doing, like, like a, when your eyes do in, like, your REM sleep where they yeah. move rapidly, Rapid eye you kind of induce that with, like, lights on the outside, and okay. it helps you process, like, traumatic, like, things that you've experienced in the past. So it's, the goal is to help you heal from that trauma or bring some of it to the surface so that you can process it. Yeah. But it has to do with almost putting you in, like, a hypnotic state where mm-hmm. your eyes are closed, you, the, all the lights are out in the room, it's really quiet and really dark, there's, like, a buzzing in the background, and then sometimes they use lights. I think you can use n- noise. I'm not exactly sure, but okay. she had suggested that that might might be something I look into in sure. the future, and I never took her up on it, but it's still something that I think about, like, today. Yeah. I'm like, hmm, that might be, you know, something that would work for me, you know? Right. Hypnotherapy isn't just used for psychological benefits, but studies have also shown that hypnotherapy may be used for physical treatments as well. There have been reasonable successes in menopause symptoms, wow. IBS symptoms, pain management, and even soothing sensitive skin. Okay. Isn't that interesting, though? That is interesting. I think of, like, IBS, though, and I'm like, what if you relax too much and then you poop yourself? I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I thought I had IBS for a while. That's why. But I, I think maybe, like, when you feel the symptoms coming on, and we will be talking about self-hypnosis at home in a yeah. little bit. It's kind of like breathe through the pain, right? Kind of yeah. like the same idea. Like, like meditation. Or like the, um, what's it called? When you breathe a certain way throughout your pregnancy, what's it called? The, the You go to like the class beforehand, Lamaze? Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's kind of like that. Like you looked at me because I'm the only one in the room with you a baby and I was child. like, I don't fucking know. <laughs> I don't know. I'm fucking breathing. <laughs> like that. <laughs> 
Which doesn't really work. By it the doesn't way. work. They I just, just do hold my breath, which you're not supposed to do. Oh my god, <laughs> pass out. You're not supposed to do that. Jesus. Literally, they would have been like, okay, you can't do that. You need to breathe. You need to breathe. Your <laughs> no. oxygen levels are dropping. Oh, I'm good right here. I'm fine. <laughs> I'm fine. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> so some have actually quit smoking, and some have actually attributed hypnosis to their weight loss as well. Oh, that's interesting. With like, kind of self control, maybe. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. Gotcha. Although hypnosis has proven to be beneficial in some of these areas, it is important to realize that it is only being recognized currently as an alternative medicine. Mm -hmm. And this is not a cure for any of these conditions. Yeah. So just keep that in mind, everybody. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you've heard about, and there are doctors that practice, like, Mm -hmm. what's it called? External medicine or something like that. There are different types, and they do... Alternative uh, medicine. Alternative medicine. Thank you. And they do have, you know, specialties and things like that. Of course. But you definitely should get checked out in general for, like, any (laughs) any doctor. Some side effects of hypnosis or hypnotherapy may be headaches, increased anxiety, and dizziness. Hmm. It also has the potential to create false memories if using improperly. Using. Mm. If using. <laughs> using. Using. Oh, what did you say? What did you say? Oh, God. Rwanda. Yeah, Rwanda? I said it earlier. I was like, remind me to say this. In the last episode that we did, in the very beginning, when we were talking about Richard, Matt, and David Sweat, I said that Richard was born in Rwanda instead of... No, I said Ronawanda, Ronawanda. instead of Tonawanda or Tonawanda, however you pronounce it. And it was a typo, and I was just reading it blindly without even yeah. thinking about it. Oh, and then I proceed to go on through the rest of the episode and say Tonawanda instead of Ronawanda. So yeah. just to be clear, that was an accident <laughs> on my part, and I didn't even fucking hear it when I was editing. Air Force Base. So he was born in Tonawanda, and I'm pretty sure that's... We, we actually talked about that last episode, too, how we say something and the other person doesn't even fucking recognize yeah. it. And then you said you even... Excuse me. You said you even listened to the episode... Later and still didn't recognize, and still didn't recognize it. <laughs> but yeah, anyway, just That's to so clear funny. that up, I can say Air Force Base. I don't say spoke about in spoked real life, <laughs> but I say using. So using, using. <laughs> <laughs> so because you, <laughs> because <laughs> hypnotherapy is utilized in certain situations where you maybe are bringing up repressed memories. If the suggestibility is there and you accept that, it can create a false memory. So. I can see that. And it kind of sounds like the tactic that they may use when they when police get, like, a false confession or something. Like, they tell you something so many times. They beat you down. They don't let you sleep. They don't give you, like, yeah. food or water or anything like that. And then all of a sudden, they're like, yeah, I must have killed the guy or whatever. I, I must have. That. If that's what you're telling me, if that's what the evidence says, then I'm, I have to believe you. You're that, a police officer. No, That's so fucking, fucking gross. scary. I don't like that they can lie to you in interrogation yeah. like that. <sighs> So there are some, there is some importance to implementing good practices before you hit your hypnotherapy session. Wear comfortable clothing in order to make the session a little bit more relaxing. Okay. Right? Yeah. Self-explanatory. Go into your session believing the process. If you go in with your walls up, it'll be harder for your therapist to guide you during your experience. Absolutely. And I try to do that, honestly, in like everyday life. Like I don't try to go into something having a preconceived notion of what I think is going to happen because then I'm either going to be disappointed or I'm going to feel like a dick for like not thinking the best about it. Right. Like when I meet someone new, if they make a poor first impression, especially if they've like, if we've been drinking, Mm -hmm. I always really try to tell myself, okay, don't write them off just yet. They might, unless they're like an asshole, you know what I mean? But if they're just being a little (laughs) annoying, I'm like, don't write them off just yet. They might just not be on their game tonight or whatever. Mm -hmm. I'll give them another chance as a a friend that happened to me the other day. That's why I was thinking about it. Yeah. But absolutely go into your session because with a positive attitude, because the worst thing that can happen is it just doesn't work or yeah. it doesn't work for you. It's not something that you want to experience again, but at least you tried your best. Yeah. And that goes for any kind of therapy, not just hypnotic therapy. Right. 
Make sure you get a good night's rest before the night of your session. This will avoid falling asleep, of course. (laughs) Right? Which I'm sure some people do. Yeah. Get familiar with your hypnotist. This rapport will allow you to trust the therapist and will likely ease you during your session as well. Like, you feel comfortable with that person. It'll just relax you more. Well, it's kind of like doing a job interview, right? You want to know a little bit about the company. You want to hear, like, employee testimonials or something Mm -hmm. like that. Like, same thing when you're looking for a new doctor. I always look at client testimonials or ratings and stuff to see if I really line up with, you know, this person. Yeah, or, like, restaurants. Yeah. (laughs) Which we did the other day and we couldn't find a restaurant because we were like, I don't want to go somewhere with bad service. Well, I don't want to go somewhere with, like, cockroaches on the floor. (laughs) Yeah, no. And then there was one place that was like, the food is amazing, but the service is terrible. And I'm like... Is it worth it though? Yeah, like, you know, and it wasn't just one person; it was a bunch of people that were. Saying well, and that. then the the place that we went to, it was like the food was amazing, but our server was amazing uh, and amazing, amazing. Okay, we have to talk about it. There's okay. this one restaurant. We were in Sugarland, Houston, essentially, Area, yeah, Texas. Sugarland, and there's this restaurant, and it's called Rupor, and it's R O U X P O U R, like you know, like a play on rapport. Yes, rapport. And there's four locations, and there's only two sommeliers. Or maybe one, I and he was, was the only one, stacks. and he was our waiter. Oh, my gosh. Amazing. He was amazing. Go to Rupor in Sugarland, Texas. Ask for stacks. Ask for stacks. He was amazing. And so the food was good. Oh, it was wonderful. But the service was exceptional, and yeah. it made the food better. Because it did. We were, oh, it was just so good. We had the, most, so sweet. the most amazing oysters. We had, Coel and I shared raw oysters that were in a... That it was a tans- ponzu sauce that had garlic, <sighs> cilantro, and... The mignette. Yeah, yeah, and it had, like, red pepper flakes, I think, and it was a mignette, delicious. and it was so Cilantro, good. yeah. And then we had all, we all had fish. It was just us and our dad. We all had fish, plates. We had plates red and, fish. Oh. I had the mahi. He had the red fish. You had the halibut, which was the on the halibut. special, and the, with the blackened, mm. oh, so good. <laughs> it was delicious. So amazing. The rice, I wish I had known that there was chicken in the rice. Yeah. I didn't know that there was chicken in the rice, and I don't do that. So, yeah. I, and I don't do that. I don't do that. I don't, I don't test do my animals and I don't eat them. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, but yeah, that was a really great restaurant. Stacks, if you're listening, because we gave you our card. Hey. <laughs> hey, how's it going? Well, it's for his wife because he said his wife was a true crime Stax's person. Stacks' wife, if you're listening. Hey. <laughs> hey. <laughs> oh, that was a great night. Yeah, 10 out of 10 would recommend. Yeah, I'm sorry, 12 out of 10 would 12 recommend. 12 out of 10. Ask for Stacks. <laughs> Ask for Stacks. <laughs> so, another great way to prepare for your hypnotherapy would to be practice self-hypnosis at home. And this not only helps reduce stress in your everyday life, but it will also prepare your mind for each upcoming session as well. Okay, cool. So people who are diagnosed with certain psychosis or schizotypal diagnosis are not good candidates for hypnotherapy. Um, The patient may be suggested into hallucinations or delusions. So it's not good. Talk to your GP about it, though, to see if that's something that Y'all could work around. That makes sense. And honestly, I feel like, you know, hypnosists or, you know, any kind of doctor that does that alternative medicine are as, as well trained to recognize signs of that. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure that if they did take on a client and they recognize that client might be struggling with, you know, schizophrenia disorder or something like that, then right. they would refer them to a different type of therapist. Yes. As well as someone with substance abuse disorder, the exploration of self, just in general, may trigger further substance abuse, given the fact that one of the side effects is heightened anxiety or depression. That makes sense. And honestly, like, people that abuse drugs, especially, like, psychedelic drugs, like, might not benefit from it as well, because it might induce those, especially if they've had, like, a bad experience with those kind of drugs. Yeah, I agree with that. Of course, if you don't find hypnosis helpful or you're still experiencing the same symptoms of chronic pain, especially, or substance abuse, anxiety, depression, and so on, 
talk to your doctor immediately. Do not wait for the hypnotherapy to kick in or work for you. Mm -hmm. Um, And also, you can be treated at the same time with both, honestly. Talk to Mm. your GP, medication, and the hypnotherapy. You can still continue to do that, but don't use it as your only form of access to care. Yeah, I think what might be beneficial, honestly, like, especially if someone is already going to, like, talk therapy or something and they already have, like, a psychologist or psychiatrist, Mm -hmm. just ask them for their advice and see if it would be a a good fit for you. Of course. Self-hypnosis can also be very beneficial. We talked about that earlier, especially if practiced every day. So, some steps in self-hypnosis. Ooh, okay, try me. Okay. So, first... (laughs) (laughs) We just said it wasn't even sleeping and I'm snoring. (laughs) (laughs) Find a comfortable place and either in a sitting or laying down position, begin to relax all of your muscles in order, starting with your hands, your wrists. Oh, I do this. Your arms. I do this too. Every night when I go to bed. I feel like it's weird to do it when you're sitting and not laying. No, (laughs) yeah. Well, you know, you can rest your hands in your lap. You don't have to be by your side. I did that earlier, actually. Really? Yeah. See, you rest your arms and your shoulders, of course, your neck, your head, your chest, your tummy one by one all the way down to your toes. Once completely relaxed, you introduce what your goal is. Is it to quit smoking? Is it to overcome anxiety? It can also be as simple as having a positive outlook on your day. Find a mantra to think about and manifest it. Quitting smoking is easy for me. My day is going to go well today. I am confident when I speak to others. Say these words to yourself and believe in them. Or say them as many times as you need to in order to believe them. There is no time limit here. This is your time. Take however long you need. I feel like I'm listening to a self-help audiobook because <laughs> my eyes are closed. Headspace. <laughs> oh, I get a, a free subscription to that with my new job. Do you really? Way. Yeah. Jelly. I'm excited to try it out. When you are ready, you make the decision to take this experience with you throughout your day. Count backwards or inhale and exhale into your usual level of alertness. And enjoy. Just eyes shot open. Shit! I'm I'm alert now. (laughs) So that's hypnosis and hypnotherapy, y'all. Wow, that was awesome. Yeah, there's tons of resources online. Maybe we should do a resource tab on that. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I Um, mean, that's not something that we necessarily, or at least I don't necessarily engage in, you know, meditation and stuff like that. But, you know, we've already talked about how beneficial that can be. And mm -hmm. I really want to look into it. I just, not that I've just been lazy about it. I just haven't taken the time to do so. But I think it's really beneficial, especially like health and body and mind, like getting kind of grounded, like not spiritually, but, you know, with your soul and stuff like that. I remember I talked about self-care and Mm self-help. Yeah. So. It's funny because earlier when I was told you guys that I was in the car and I was coming home from the grocery store and I was like losing my shit and <laughs> I walk in and I told mom, I was like, I need a minute to myself. Like, and she's like, okay. So she took my kiddo over to the kitchen and they started doing stuff together. And I did that. I, it only took me, you know, I only did it for about six or seven minutes, but I sat on my bed and I told my body to relax. And whenever I felt like my body was comfortable enough, I was telling myself, if your body is still, then your mind is still. And I was telling my brain, I'm like, I know you're trying to protect me right now, but this isn't working. It's not a scary situation. Yeah. It's like this, this, again, it's one of those things that we said, it served me at one time and now it no longer serves me. Yeah. So I was just saying, if my body is calm, then, you know, essentially shut the fuck up. Cause I was like, (laughs) you know, my body's calm. My mind can be calm. My body is calm. Therefore my mind is calm. And I just kept saying that over and over again. 
and I exhaled myself out of it instead of counting because I, yeah, yeah. That's something that I have to remind myself too. Like sometimes I'm really hard on myself when I start to freak out. I'll be like, shut up, shut the fuck up. Like, shut up. You know, instead of being nice to myself. Or I have someone slap my hand. That's always like, you are so annoying right now. Like, shut up. But um, no, yeah, that's something that I I really try to work on as well. Like, you know, and I'm, I'm for the listeners that don't really know much about anxiety. I think we do have a mental breakdown on generalized anxiety disorder or something along the lines. So definitely go listen to that if you haven't, but I will just say, just to remind people as well, like, anxiety is is noted as being this thing that, like, it's a defense mechanism that doesn't need to be there. Like, your body, for some reason, we've adapted to recognize danger when it's not life or death, but when it's just something small, your brain tricks you into thinking it's life or death. So we got a fight or flight. Exactly. And even if your mind is not telling you that you're in danger, your brain and the you know, things that are firing in your brain are saying, oh shit. And that's why you get the sweaty palms and the racing heartbeat and all that stuff. So I have to remind myself, you're safe. You're good. You know, especially if I'm in bed, I'm like, doors are locked. We have people with us, you know, you're safe. Everyone's home, you know, things like that. Just remind myself of the positive and sometimes Mm -hmm. it works and other times it doesn't like right now i'm getting anxiety talking about it <laughs> so and caffeine does not help i'm drinking no giant i had tea <laughs> i had chugged a bunch of iced coffee too is probably what it is no cream no sugar just straight caffeine oh god and uh i could feel my heart racing and i was like shit 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 shit, shit. And i was like get home get home get home get home cry in bed for five minutes oh yeah. man sometimes <laughs> you just gotta let it out it's true well that was awesome thanks for bringing that topic yeah i liked that one i hope it was like I feel like it was enough information, but also, like, it wasn't just statistical boring stuff, too. Yeah. So, it was fun. Yeah. I like these mental breakdowns, too. I, I think I've said it before. We can just kind of, like, chat and, like, share stories throughout our day. Because it's yeah. kind of hard to do that in the middle of a case, especially if it's, like, really serious. I don't want to be like, oh, by the way, I got a flat tire earlier. <laughs> you're like, well, this person got murdered, so <laughs> your life's not oh, what that a bummer. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So, um, yeah, it is nice to just be able to kind of recoup and mm-hmm. chat. Yeah. Talk, talk therapy, y'all. Yeah, exactly. Well, For, if you guys yeah. want to know anything about us, no. <laughs> Stupid. <laughs> if you guys want to message us, is what I was going to say, and email us. We've been getting some really cool emails and stuff, and we have a mental breakdown. Probably next week I'm going to do one that was suggested by one of our listeners, Ooh. and I will shout them out when that time comes. And then we will be back on Thursday with another case. Yes. And thank you guys for being so patient with our delayed case last week. Like we said on the Instagram, we did have... A family thing we had to go to kind of last second, but I'm glad that we made the trip because everyone is healthy and everyone yes. is good. Yes. And we got to spend some much needed time with our cousin. Benjamin. Yeah. So we love you guys and we will see you later. Yeah. Okay. All right. Love you. Love you. Bye. There's chocolate and then there's lint chocolate. Chocolate that has a silky smooth and velvety texture has become synonymous with the name Lint since its conception in 1845. Click the link in the show notes to receive two 75-piece truffle bags for just $48. Be a part of the Lint legacy and grab a bag of their world-famous truffles today.